Well, welcome everybody to the first ever Once Upon a Time Roundtable with other Once Upon a Time podcasters. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from Once Podcast, and I'll let the rest of the hosts introduce themselves. I'm Bill Meeks from Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bree from Other Side of the Mirror. I'm Jose Caradero from the Storybrooke Herald. Oh, I'm Kaori Take from AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> My name's Rebecca Johnson from Operation Cobra Podcast. And I'm Tiana Hobson from AfterBuzz TV. And also joining me here in my studio. I'm Jenny, and I'm from Once Podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's kind of crazy that I forgot the person right to the right of me. <laughs> so thank you so much, everyone, for joining me. This is going to be awesome to talk about our favorite TV show. And we've all got these separate podcasts. And I really recommend that everyone who's listening to this, you may not recognize our names, our voices. You may recognize one of us. But check out these other podcasts because they're all great, provide different perspective and everything. But this little roundtable during this terrible hiatus will give us a chance to kind of look back and look forward. So here's my first question I want to ask you guys. And Bill, this will go to you first. Okay. Considering that we all have different Once Upon a Time podcasts and we all approach things from a slightly different perspective, different experience, different approach, different theories and such, what is it that you feel like makes you unique? Or, I mean, you might be doing the exact same thing as another Once Upon a Time podcaster. Or what is it you feel like is your approach to Once Upon a Time in your podcast? Well, basically, I listen to Once Podcast and then copy everything they say. <laughs> no kissing up here. This is a round table. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, me and uh, Anne-Marie uh, Desimone is my co-host, and she comes at it from, she's a big fan of like TV dramas and melodramas, like... You know, she just watched Dawson's Creek, the full series, a couple months ago. And then I come from it from uh, the side. I'm a big, like, sci-fi fantasy comic book fan. So we kind of, uh, you know, she gets all that stuff. I get all my stuff. And we kind of meet in the middle uh, to discuss the show because the show kind of meets in the middle as well. And, and I mean, uh, also, we, we, we're huge fans of the show. And, and we try, try and make that come through, even when we're not completely happy with the show. Uh, you know, we always try and stress it's a fan podcast. We're going to talk about this show in, in a positive way, even if we do have, you know, some constructive criticism here or there. <laughs> Bree, what about you with uh, Other Side of the Mirror? What's your uh, unique perspective of Once Upon a Time? What he said. <laughs> no. um, my co-host who is in the, in the room with me here like Jenny is uh, she is an attorney and I am a former bookseller and we just approach the show basically we talk about Regina a lot because we notice there's a lot of Regina apologists and there's a lot of Regina haters and we were just in the car and said, hey, let's start a podcast about Regina. This sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and so she, she handles like the ethics and the morality. And I handle the more literature points. And then we just kind of, it's basically us just dissecting the show over and over in our recorded conversations. Cool. Well, um, me, Daniel J. Lewis, and Jenny, uh, with our podcast, Once Podcast, we like to get really in-depth into things. And... All of us on our team, and it's sometimes three, sometimes four. Jeremy Laughlin is another co-host, and Dan Flynn sometimes two. Uh, we all watched Lost, and especially Jeremy and I obsessed over Lost. So we learned to look for those really fine little details. So we love freeze-framing once upon a time and trying to read book titles, compare things between, have we seen that object before, and then compare it to past screenshots. So our approach is, yeah, very in-depth, uh, and we, we love it. We love this TV show. It's our favorite show that's on right now. Jose, from uh, Storybrooke Herald, what is your perspective? We just, uh, Larissa and myself, uh, basically just watch the show. I usually watch it twice, and sometimes she just watches it once. Uh, we go uh, almost in-depth. I mean, we can't go through all the specific details, but we... Uh, you know, theorize. We think about things. I mean, uh, we always say that, oh, could this happen? Uh, oh, is this uh, person, this person? We, we go uh, like 
all around. Of course, uh, sometimes we hate a character, and then all of a sudden, after a few episodes, oh, I love that character. <laughs> so it's it's it goes around everywhere. I mean, uh, Larissa base, uh, says that in the beginning she didn't like Emma, which is the savior. Uh, but then after we saw the episode Tallahassee, uh, she started loving her. So we change every once in a while whenever we see an episode. Uh, we'll hate somebody, then we'll love somebody. It's it's completely different. Then uh, I love uh, talking to her about this. She loves talking to me about it. So it's all uh, in fun and talking about the things that we love about it. So it took... A season and a half, almost, <laughs> for you to like the main character. Like, let's, what can we say? We change minds constantly around here. <laughs> now, before we go on to Karori, I want to ask my wife, then Jenny, what um, what kind of perspective that she enjoys about Once Upon a Time and approaches this with. Oh well, I I feel like I was a kid not too long ago watching Disney's Disney movies, so I love. I love kind of seeing how like consistent they're being to the 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 traditional Disney stuff. So I I'm, I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love it. Yeah, even some of the dresses are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Karori from After Buzz TV's After Show for Once Upon a Time, tell us about your perspective. Um well, After Buzz TV is really big on just we're just huge super fans and four of us sit down get together and we just kind of talk about you know our point of views whether we agree we disagree uh we even talk about did that happen did that not happen because sometimes we forget if things really happen or not because it's so confusing it's such a fantastically mythical labyrinth type show and uh, we also talk about news and gossip and we like to predict what we think is going to happen. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I got to say, um, both Kaori and uh, Tiona are from After Buzz TV and you guys have done a fantastic job with season two. And Thank I know you. season one was Thank really you. rough, but now season two, you guys are doing great. So <laughs> anyone out there who might have thought, no, nah, I don't want to listen to After Buzz, give them a second chance because now they're doing fantastic <laughs> new panel. They're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Rebecca Johnson from uh, Operation Cobra podcast. Tell us about your p- perspective of all of this. Well, uh, we come at it from, uh, we try to have an environment where it's just two friends hanging out, talking about the show, just as if you had just watched it, even though we record a couple of days after it airs, we kind of get together and talk about, we, we break it down by characters mainly and talk about characters and meta and storytelling. So we, we don't maybe go through all the minute details, but we like to talk about character. Yeah, and that, that does provide a nice perspective because so many of us like getting obsessed with that tiny little detail <laughs> or our pet theories, which <laughs> we're going to talk, talk about our pet theories here in just a minute. But uh, Tiona, what's your perspective? You're with AfterBuzz as well, but what's then the perspective you're bringing to Once Upon a Time? Um, well, I think I like... I'm kind of a nerd in a way. Um, so as soon as I hear whatever character might be introduced, I immediately go grab my brother's grim fairy tales book and I reread that story and then try to see how they might mix it in with the storylines they have going on as well right now. Awesome. Have there been stories that when you've read it, you've been surprised by how the original story was? Sleeping Beauty. Oh my gosh. That's bad, right? I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That's not the way my mom told me that story. But, um, yeah, it's, All of it's, those original stories are so dark. They really yeah. are. They're meant to scare children. <laughs> and I, I've always heard that, but I'm used to like, you know, the singing Hans Christian Andersen version of the movies and stuff. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was definitely an eye opener. And I, I kind of like reading the darker versions as an adult now because it makes me feel like a child. <laughs> well, I love the Disney. I, I can't I can't go dark, but I'll probably try. But I always love Disney. I, I work for the Disney company, so cool. I actually cool. I enjoy watching everything like that. So. Oh, awesome. Nice. I, I, I didn't realize you actually worked with them. 
Maybe, uh, Jose, you could get all of us like special passes sometime. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a season pass. I'm down to go whenever. <laughs> nice. Well, I want to hear uh, your pet theories. And this is a chance that it's going to be a lot more passionate and opinionated discussion. But uh, so feel free to jump in, respond, disagree, anything like that. But what are looking back at what we've seen so far with season one and half of season two, and then also looking forward to the future, what have been your theories that you've been holding on to for a long time <laughs> and have not let go of, or it's your new pet theory that you're thinking, this is the one I'm going to hold on to. I'm going to almost die over this theory. Well, maybe not literally, oh, but <laughs> close to that. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> yeah, and and uh, anyone here can start off if you'd like, just jump in there. I'll start. Oh. Go ahead, Bree. Um, my theory is that Snow's name was it, and that's why Regina only said it twice in season one. And just a second time, she said it was kind of vengeful, and that's the theory I will not let go of. Now, you you cut out just a little bit. Who did you say was Snow's mom? Uh, my theory is that Emma was Snow's mother's name. Oh. Uh, oh. Because Regina only said her name twice in season one. So I thought, I like. I don't know. Do you you think there's a a fairy tale character there that um, Snow's mother was some fairy tale character? I don't know. Um, Probably not. I'm not sure though. I mean, you don't know. Okay. That's my one theory. I won't let go of. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember before we had seen season two. Um, I heard from one of our listeners that they thought maybe Aurora, the original Aurora, was Snow White's mother. But hmm. now that might not work. She's yeah, probably not, unless there, was, <laughs> unless there was some amnesia thing going on. Some amnesia. <laughs> I, I just wonder when we're going to see a Snow White sister, Rose Red. It seems like a character oh. we want to bring in. Ruby. Yeah, That's, it seems like they're already doing uh, that with red. But. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's not uncommon for one character on the show to be several fairy tale characters true. all wrapped into one. Right. That's true. Or, he's already like five. We <laughs> 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 <I> lost count. <laughs> or remember the story of Catherine and Frederick. That's actually a fairy tale. It's spelled differently than their huh. uh, storybook mm. names, but Catherine and Frederick is yeah. a fairy tale that. It has something to do with gold in it that they have treasures. And if I remember it correctly, Catherine ends up like wasting the treasures that they got from the lake, something like that, uh, which, oh, hey, by the way, lake, if I'm remembering that story correctly. But yeah, it's it's just a tiny little nod there to some other fairy tale. Cool. What, what other pet theories um, do you have? Um, I actually have one that would actually tie into that. Uh, one character being multiple characters thing. Okay, I think Bay, when he got sucked through that portal into another world, got sucked into Neverland, became Peter Pan, and then eventually came to Earth and became Neil Cassidy. That's my overarching theory. It would explain the time differential between him getting sucked into the portal and uh, Rumple, you know, trying to figure out how to get the curse to happen. It would explain why Neil Cassidy uh, was completely cool with everything once uh, August showed him what was in the box. And I also have mm-hmm. connected, I think, that the people that August went off with when they left Emma, or when he left Emma, were the Lost Boys. Oh my God. I, and I think that something, what he was in that box was something having to do with Neverland, which is what got Neil Cassidy to go along with everything. That's my pet theory. Do, do you... Do you... Ahead, do you know what you think? Sorry. Do you know what you think might be in the box by any chance? I, I don't know. Um, to go along with my theory, I, I'm, I'm not completely sure. It would have to be something that would say Neverland to him. Uh, but I, I mean, the <laughs> most popular theory right now is that it, it, it's a drawing of uh, Rumpel's dagger or something like that. You know, in, uh, if he was Bay, mm. he would recognize that. See, Bill, you and I are have something in common. I actually think that Bay is uh, Neil Cassidy, mm-hmm. so that coincides with everything that you just said. But the, I mean, the Peter Pan thing—we uh, we discussed this in one of our episodes. 
uh, by any chance, he did go to Neverland because of uh, Captain Hook actually going to Neverland, saying that he was going to Neverland when he threw out the bean. So that gave me that idea. Of course, Larissa disagreed, but, you know, (laughs) two different brains, we're actually going to disagree on everything. But, Bill, you and I are right there. Sympatico. (laughs) <laughs> <Simpatico. Right there. laughs> I, I, I did see someone saying that. Sorry, I did see someone saying in the chat. What about the age differential? If he got sucked into Neverland, he was a boy until he ever he came to mm-hmm. Earth. And if him and the Lost Boys came around the same time, they aged up. Emma, August, and Neil Cassidy are all around the same age. So, mm-hmm. yeah. what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say that I'm totally on the team. Bay being Peter Pan, being Neil Cassidy as well because that's all I can think of and I kind of hope I don't know how the curse would work for him once he was over here so if during that 28 years maybe he's been on earth for a long time and he just wasn't aging but wasn't in storybook while he wasn't aging the only problem I have with that hook um bay theory or bay peter pan theory is that didn't he go to a land without magic when he That's went, what when the he fairy used, originally said, yeah. So, um, and that and that was pointed out to me at Dragon Con, um, and mm. it was something that I didn't think about that, you know, Tinkerbell has magic and the Lost Boys use magic. So that's the only problem I have with that theory, but I'd be okay with it if it happened. Well, you know, Rumpel was messing around the portal. It's possible some magic could have gone with Bay. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And I... I don't know. I thought that what the Blue Fairy said was that where his magic wouldn't be able to work. It was something more along the lines of a different sort of magic where he would have no power was the yeah. land that Bay was getting sent to. Yeah, but I could be wrong on that. That's probably made up in my head how I want to remember things. Yeah, so that's that makes very work. I remember it that way too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the fact that in Neverland, I mean, uh, the only way you could probably use magic is with fairy dust, and there are only a certain amount of fairies in Neverland. And so I guess you could be correct as well, but, you know, uh, Bay, Peter Pan, uh, I'm still going with that. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> you know, yeah. Makes, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the theory that – that's kind of my anti-theory. <laughs> I, I have a hard time accepting that one because – I'm thinking Rumpelstiltskin designed the curse to bring him to bay. So my theory is that he designed it to also bring him to when bay was, not only where bay was. So wherever bay ended up. And I don't have a problem with time travel between worlds because we saw Jefferson do that when he got the apple for Regina in the episode An Apple Red is Blood. Mm -hmm. That hat went to a time before the curse so they could catch the apple. Um, I would have trouble with time travel inside a world. I, I don't want to see them doing that. But so I think that um, <laughs> yeah, we we'd seen three different ways in season one that people ended up in our world, a land without magic, or mm-hmm. well, two for certain. One is through the curse, of course. Mm-hmm. The other is M and Pinocchio through the wardrobe, yeah. and then the third is Bay. It seems like he was sent to our world, and my thought for a while has been it just seems reasonable that everyone has been popping into our world at the same time and it's the same approximate place Mm -hmm. even though they come from different times they end up here at the same time Mm -hmm. it could be a possibility i I, i'm all for that one but uh, i'm still sticking with bill you know the baby (laughs) (laughs) that but uh, i can understand i mean uh, even if it is uh so many years after Bay, because Rumpelstiltskin, of course, has been uh, the the dark one for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years in, in story in the fairy tale world. Uh, I feel like that if you go to a land without magic, you would go to like almost the same time period. Uh, I mean, I can understand with you, Daniel, about uh, them being in the same time period uh, because magic works in mysterious ways, of co- in mysterious mm-hmm. ways. Uh, so. Being at that day could be in the same time period and being the same age uh, growing up because uh, they have, uh, are free from the curse. Uh, they have escaped the curse. That means that they could probably have grown at the same time in that same time period. Now, we did hear in the episode The Doctor that Rumpelstiltskin did specifically say he wants to go to a land without magic. 
Mm-hmm. And because he wanted Jefferson's hat to take him there, he wanted the slippers, which right. we know where the slippers go uh, to our world, and um, uh, some other things that he was wanting to get to a land without magic. Well, that's our land, and why did he want to get here? Because that's where he thought Bay was. Now, it's it's possible he's wrong, and, and he miscalculated something, or, or you know, many different theories are out there about how that could be different. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, Kaori, or uh, Tiona, what about you guys? What are your pet theories that you have? One of the things that I keep coming back to in season two is uh, Regina's inevitable death. Um, and and I, I, I worry about it a lot because I like Regina. but um, yeah. Bree's having a heart attack. Right? <laughs> I know. I, I love Regina, too. But um, uh, in, in Apple Red is Blood, she says that Emma will have Henry over her dead body. So that, to me, signaled that by the end of the series, she's going to die and Emma and Henry will be together. And uh, the fact that she's been being redeemed in season two has me so worried because, you know, for people who did watch Lost, you know that when somebody got what they wanted or they got better, they got to be better people, they might get killed off. So that sort of has me worried. And it's it's something I've been thinking about all season, even though I don't think she'll die this season. So with that theory, you're going to get some any hate mail right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's put in there in the writing, so... I, actually, I agree with you, Rebecca, uh-huh. because oh, and in fact, <laughs> in this finale episode, Queen of Hearts, when Regina went up to that well, I thought, no way, they're going to kill her right now. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I thought it was happening. I was scared. I thought she was but, gone. Yeah. One of the things um, I brought up in our podcast conversation about that is I felt like that was her redeeming moment right there that mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. heard. She knew no one would survive that. But yet she went to stop it anyway and essentially sacrificed her life, although she didn't end up having to sacrifice her life. She was willing to. That was her redeeming moment. But everyone just kind of brushes it to the side and <laughs> so on, Regina. We're going to go somewhere else without you. Yeah, goodbye. I feel so bad for Regina. Yeah, me too. invited her for milkshakes. <laughs> yeah, what was up with that? That was like rude. Yeah. Even for that little kid, I thought he was going to be the one. Do you want to come with us? And no, he wasn't the one that actually did that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. really feeling Henry this season, letting you guys know. You and have the internet. Henry is very uneven with me. Like he can, He can really impress me one episode, and then the next episode, it's like he just got off the bus from Podunk, Iowa. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Henry sometimes, uh, yeah, like I said, Bill, he amazes me with his uh, maturity that he brings to the uh, that he brings to the character, uh, and the fact that he has the ability to say so many wonderful things, and then all of a sudden, go down the toilet. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna be like that, be like that the whole time. Don't be just one time awesome and then one time you just went down the crap well he is just a kid (laughs) that's true (laughs) but still (laughs) well one of my theories is uh in the future i think i think regina is uh, she was awful last season and this season she's awesome and i have a feeling that um she is going to get killed off eventually. I agree with that. But I think before that happens, I think Cora is going to turn her back to the dark side, and they're going to have to go at it against I'd love that. Yeah, that would be fun. It's yeah. probably inevitable. I mean, that's probably going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. Going to the dark side. But uh, I don't want her to die. She's just she's, really? such, she's such a good tag character. And, it, I mean, yes, she is trying to change, but that's only skin deep. I mean, uh, it Changing is very hard to do. Uh, she was good in the beginning. Then she turned evil. Now she's trying to be good for Henry's sake. Something tells me that's not going to stick. Well, I think Maybe. she's just... Oh, okay. Sorry. I think she's just very volatile right now. So I think uh, her mom coming back and, you know, last the mid-season finale, her mom's like, when she's ready to have me back, I'm going to come get her. And that's pretty much what might happen. It's, it's like a idea. setup for the reunion yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> Family reunion. Happy oh, 
I keep waiting for Regina to somehow be written into the Little Mermaid story as Ursula because she did mention that she was looking for the mermaid. So I keep thinking she's going to be written into that story, just like Rumpelstiltskin was written into so many. The story you're referencing, the Beauty and the Beast episode. (laughs) (laughs) And then another one becomes another character. But yes, I just can't wait for Ariel to be introduced. If they are going to call her Ariel, they have to. I mean, it's it's, 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 Disney. They have to, uh, of course, use Ariel. But I can't wait for that to happen. If they're going to really go under the sea, if, uh, of course, uh, Regina's going to be Ursula-ish, or is it going to be Rumpelstiltskin's again, Ursula-ish? Uh, <laughs> which would be weird, actually, to see him as that. <laughs> Did you guys see the little animated gif that um, David Anders, who plays mm-hmm. Dr. Whale, posted? He said, uh, just before we knew his identity, he said, all right, you guys figured it out. <laughs> It's an animated GIF of Ursula dancing around with David Anders' face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I did not see that. I have speaking, to find it now. Yeah, speaking of Dr. Well, I thought for the longest time that he was going to be the gingerbread man. I don't know why. I just thought he was going to be the gingerbread man. That's funny. I don't think I want to eat Dr. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Larissa might, but I don't know about me. <laughs> What what um, other uh, pet theories are out there? This um, is great. I have one about King George and Cora actually being um, Regina's parents because mm. Cora mm. is the Miller's daughter, and King George had a love that was taken away. His wife was taken away and from him, and we didn't really get a lot of backstory on that. So I kind of feel like maybe Cora and him have some sort of connection, and maybe you know. Regina will find out that he's her real father, and I don't know. That's just what's been playing around in my head for the past couple of weeks. So we'll so see how that one goes. All related once again somehow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my baby mama's daddy's cousin. Mm-hmm. You're right. Twice removed. <laughs> it's coming back to reality. It's coming. It's the baby mama. Oh, awesome. Poor Henry. Poor Henry dad. I mean, not poor Henry son. Poor Henry dad. <laughs> yeah. Race has yeah. his own. i've wondered that same thing too because uh yeah just what you said and also the way that cora seems to treat henry senior as if he's like just beneath her yeah beneath her um like like (laughs) tied not by choice but just for some odd reason Mm -hmm. he's there right but yet henry senior is the one that's at least that we've seen in the past, he's been more affectionate toward Regina. And that's not to say that a non-biological parent can't be as affectionate as a biological parent. It just, it almost seems like they're flipping that around if they're saying that Cora is less affectionate toward Regina than Henry Sr. was. But now it almost seems like they're flipping it back around with Cora saying, my daughter needs me. That's why I'm no longer (laughs) going to kill her, but I'm going to come back. (laughs) That was a twist. Yeah. Tortured and it's, it's going to be more tortured than killing her. It's like, I'm going to torture you to be evil again. <laughs> yeah. May I share a theory of ours? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we think that Neil is the white rabbit and Bay hmm. Because Neil has the Hatters, Hatters and Cleaners sign in his apartment. He has all these clocks. He drove a VW rabbit and Cassidy was a like vagabond in real life hanging out with Jack Kerouac. So it might, I don't know. We might, I don't know. Hmm. That is an interesting theory. That's a cool theory. Yeah, I, I I'd heard that. that. And I, I know, especially in his first appearance, uh, people were theorizing a lot that he had to do, have something to do with Wonderland. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. <clears throat> Yeah, I've heard that uh, from, well, our friends at uh, Secrets of Once Upon a Time, Father Roderick's podcast over there. Um, I think he was the first place that I heard that from, and he had all of this evidence. But my pet theory, I think, about Neil is that he's no one. He's, (laughs) as August said, he's just a guy caught in the crossfire. But I'm thinking the reason he has all of these things now in his New York apartment is that 
he's been fascinated by magic and by the fairy tales and all of this. And now it's become his obsession that he wants the power. He wants to be a part of this. And so he's been collecting all of these different pieces of different stories or different research and all of this. And now that he knows the curse is broken, that little smirk on his face in the um, premiere of season two, I'm thinking that little smirk was, huh, now I can get in. Huh. I mean, that didn't look like the smirk of finally I can be with my girlfriend that I haven't even talked to in 10 years. <laughs> Unless that's unfailing love. Well, if, if that theory is correct, what would have been in the box? Like what, what could some stranger come up to you, show you in a, in a, in a suitcase and make you believe in magic and completely go along with everything he said? Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Unless yeah. maybe something in the box has the power to convince him. Right. Kind of like um, Dr. Well, the doctor, Dr. Who, and his little paper <laughs> that he holds up oh, to everyone. Psychic, it's uh, yeah, psychic yeah, psychic paper, paper um, that it shows people what they want to see. Maybe typewriters kind of like that. I, I don't know. I uh, what's in the box? I, <laughs> we all what's want to know box? what's in the box. <laughs> uh, I, I theorize of what could be in the box. And uh, we haven't come to a conclusion, Larissa and myself, of what could be in the box. Again, the typewriter, uh, what if it's something like a shape-shifting type of thing that could actually become whatever it is, like you said, like in uh, Doctor Who, they show him the paper and they believe what they say. But what if it's a shape-shifting type of thing that uh, August actually found somewhere? I don't know. Or he brought something with him that we don't know about. Yeah. That's just a theory. <laughs> what other pet theories? What other pet theories or things that you are still holding on to from season one or anything like that? Anything else that you guys want to share before we move on? I wasn't okay with how fast they got rid of Lancelot. I oh, thought yeah. that he deserved a little bit more, <laughs> and so I kind of hope that they bring him back. I mean, maybe he's still alive because we never saw a body, and um, you know, we never saw Cora kill him, and they have brought people back from the dead before. But Cora um, lies. Yeah, Cora lies. <laughs> and there's just something about Lancelot that I keep going back to in my head. I'm like, how, how is this connected to everything else happening. Maybe he'll be around to help Mulan and Aurora on mm. their end of the journey since they're the only ones not in Storybrooke right now. But mm. Lancelot is someone that every episode, I just keep waiting for him to make a triumphant return. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if nothing else, he'll end up returning in some flashbacks because, uh, you know, even more so than just that initial flashback they showed of him they you know when snow saw him she was like oh lancelot like they had a yeah. really strong connection so there's there's more history there to tell yes. anyway yes mm -hmm. i agree i can't wait for that uh, hopefully they do bring him back just for flashbacks but yes like i said uh, like you said tiana i really want to see him if he is alive i just don't want him to see him as a an unanimated corpse yeah. like <laughs> people and of course you couldn't kill them because they, the hearts were completely gone from their bodies yeah. but it was weird it's, it's i felt like walking deadish <laughs> yeah without I, the I brain. Was say that, that was a cool scene but it really felt like counter programming to walking dead like oh you have to wait an hour for walking dead well mulan did kill one of them by cutting its head off that's uh, how you do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is, that's it, it has this season felt like way more violent to everyone else than the first season or way more violent than you expect at eight o'clock on a Sunday night? Like, there, there's been a lot of stabbings and people getting cut in half and all sorts parts of Parts getting taken out. Yeah. Or parts being put back together, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was more gory this, this time around. It, it's for being a family type of show, because they said it's supposed to be a family type of show, it got a little bit darker, yes. Um, uh, 
I still love it. <laughs> I still love it. <laughs> yeah. That's not necessarily a complaint. <laughs> Rumble Unicorn. I was like, is this ABC really? I mean, I was really, I was really surprised. And then Regina killed someone that looks like she could have been Esmeralda. Yeah. Oh, but, oh yeah. That's. I thought about I that too. That, yeah. Don't know if that's true, but. <laughs> Whatever. She's got big eyes when she's missing her heart. <laughs> I have a, I actually have one more theory. It's kind of far-fetched. Um, but because ABC and Disney bought out Marvel, <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping, it's more of a hope that, you know, some Marvel characters will pop out. I know they're not quite fairy tale, but neither are, is Frankenstein. You know, so well, they've already appeared in comic books that are on the shelves and comic books that Henry yeah. reads. So it'd be so. awesome if they kind of came and. Uh, yeah. That's always been one of that's been one of my big hopes too. Right? And we were actually talking a few weeks ago when Disney uh, bought Lucasfilm. You know, what if a Darth Vader showed up? And <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's Episode Seven. That's how they're going to oh bring back Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, the character from Marvel that I would like to see will be Wolverine, and all of a sudden he cuts off the head of uh, Rumpelstiltskin. That's it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> I think Thor would be awesome. He's kind of fitting for Storybrooke. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, since Thor, we're now Thor would make sense, like because right? Thor's mythology. It's not. Yeah, just they've already movie. used Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, they did. Since we're kind of talking about the future, let's talk about where do you think season two is going? And especially if you have any kind of guess. Now, um, let's avoid any kind of spoilers and try and be conservative on not uh, spoiling anything. But any kind of guesses, any theories of where season two is going, especially what do you think the cliffhanger is going to be at the end of season two? So talk about that. (laughs) Brain teaser right Great here, right question. now. <laughs> uh, Henry will have to choose between Emma and Regina. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Do you, <laughs> do you think it's going to be a kind of choice where Regina has earned his trust back? Um, I don't know, because I do think Regina is going to turn evil again. So it's just it's a really difficult thing to think about. <laughs> so do Which you is- think that Henry might be... Because I know that um, we talked about this on our show about Henry kind of showing that little bit of fascination with Regina's magic mm-hmm. at the end there. So maybe he's going to start twiddling his thumbs in the magical world. And I don't think Regina that'll happen anytime soon just because he seems so against it right now. But, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, you know, e- Emma is just... Like, oh gosh, like Regina, she's, she's, I don't know what to say. I just like, I don't know. Someone yeah. take away the words from me because I'm so lost right now. Tiana, I want to connect your theory to something. Um, earlier I said that maybe Neil is nobody who's gotten obsessed with magic and now wants to be a part of magic. Well, mm-hmm. we're pretty certain Neil is Henry's father. That's how Tallahassee seems to set it. So what if Neil comes in he's obsessed with magic and somehow he captures Henry's attention and affections. And that could be a good setup for Henry getting into magic. That could be because everyone, all the adults in storybook right now kind of keep every time Henry wants to help or do something, they kind of push him to the side. Like they don't listen to him. And I feel like perhaps maybe once Neil's there, he'll be the one who actually is like, Hey, I'm going to treat you like an equal. And we can kind of solve this together. So that might be either good or bad for Henry. That makes me miss August because August also kind of like took Henry in and he was very accepting. And yeah, so I can't wait to see Pinocchio. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to see his wooden self walk in all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I, I could see Henry getting into magic too. Just in a situation where, you know, you might be very anti-gun, but if an army swoops down on your city, you're going to be in line to get armed to defend your city. And I think the same thing might happen with Hook and Korra coming in, where he might be very resistant to magic, but 
when you know there's demons flying around and hooks running around killing people, eh, he he might be tempted. And in our comments that we've got while we're doing this live event, uh, someone had said in here that um, if well, pointing out that if Bay is also Neil, then that would mean make Henry. Rumpelstiltskin's grandson, and so mm. Amy Sawyer said, uh, "If Regina doesn't teach Henry magic, Grandpa Rumpel will." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we were actually uh, discussing that a couple episodes back when Rumpel was being very helpful just for Henry. We were like, mm-hmm. "Well, maybe he knows something we don't," you know, like because that w- that would be an interesting dynamic too. I hope Rumpel doesn't teach Henry because he's already ruined Regina and Cora. I hope that doesn't yeah. happen. Well, like, oh, sorry. could be probably the great grandfather of of, of Rumble. Uh, being, ah, I can't speak. <laughs> There's so many things coming into my head. Uh, yeah, the, the, it could be the grandfather on the side of Neil. Uh, yeah, that could be interesting to see that Rumble actually takes him under his wing. But uh, it, I think it's a little bit far fetched that that would happen for me. I, I, I don't think that could possibly happen. But we'll see. What if um, Emma taught him magic? Because now we know in the mid-season finale she's, you know, magical. Maybe mm-hmm. she's going to start mm-hmm. using her powers. Mm-hmm. And maybe she might teach him some things or two. That makes she... me wonder if, like, Henry has his own magic since Emma right. has her own magic. Mm-hmm. The yeah, magic Emma's, of belief. Emma's wasn't activated until a moment of extreme stress in fairy tale land. So would Henry have to go to fairy tale land too? It's who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It worries me. But she she did uh, she did have a little bit of magic because if you remember the season premiere uh, when uh, of course they were trying to use a hat to actually uh, get rid of the wraith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma touched Regina and Regina all of a sudden got this burst of power and was able to use the hat to actually get rid of the wraith. So I think Emma doesn't know that she has magic, but I believe that she mm-hmm. had magic since the beginning. Uh, but at this moment in the, the mid-season finale, that's when it, she realized that she had all that power in her when mm-hmm. she uh, dispersed uh, Korra from taking her heart. Uh, but like I said, if there is magic, hopefully it is Emma that actually teaches uh, Henry about it. <laughs> and I wonder who's going to teach Emma how to use her magic. Right. Since, you know, she clearly doesn't know how to control it, and it right. has been just kind of bursts here and there of her exuding it. Maybe, so. maybe it's going to be Rumpel, because he, he does seem a little fascinated and even a tad bit intimidated by her, in my opinion. So maybe Rumpel will kind of, like, try to teach her, because he has been the teacher of the past. So mm. I don't know. Yeah. Or would the Blue Fairy be able to... Um, even though they yeah. got rid of all the fairy dust, I don't know. I'm with you, Rebecca. Probably the blue fairy would actually do that. It could be a situation where she has to learn on a job on the job too, because you know <laughs> when we pick up uh, the two big vill- big bads are right there off. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> Let's get it on. Regina might actually teach her, I think. I, hmm. I, I, as a sort of showing the redemption path more to Henry. Mm-hmm. I, that's awesome. one of, I know. Maybe it's just a ploy for her to use <laughs> Emma uh, just to get closer to Henry. Yes. You know, twists and yeah. turns every single day. <laughs> I wonder, going back to that idea that Regina might sacrifice herself. I've kind of wondered if that's what uh, she's going to do in order to stop Cora. Like maybe she will mm. ally herself with Cora for a while because she'll be all emotional and hear her mommy shows up and gives her all this comfort and says, "Oh, did the big bad little lumpy stumpy stilt skin <laughs> make fun of you and all of that?" <laughs> and then they just go on this rampage again. But then at some point, Regina maybe realizes she's hurting Henry, the one last thing that she loves in this world. And so in order to stop Cora, she does actually sacrifice herself and maybe die. Maybe it's a, uh, if you've seen the movie Dragonheart, maybe it's a heart sort of thing where their hearts are connected. So if Regina dies, Cora dies or something like mm. that, it's way out there theory, but it might happen. Which well, leads we, me we to... don't know where Cora is storing her heart yet, do we? Yeah. So mm. no. yeah, she's storing it with Regina. Mm. 
Or it could be in that box, the one that um, Neil saw. <laughs> mm. Who knows? <laughs> well, if, we, if that were the case, we would have seen the red thing, but you never know. I mean, Cora's heart could probably be deactivated. If someone came up to me, showed me a heart in the box, okay, dude, I'm doing whatever you exactly. say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're the plan man, I'm the action man. Let's go. Just look at how shaken up Ruby was when she found the heart in a box. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The fact, uh, the fact that she got scared about those new abilities that she was getting in season one. Yeah, I, I would be scared too. Yeah, seeing a heart. Okay, I'm freaking out. <laughs> uh, where do you? Where else do you think we're going for season two? Uh, well, as as far as the finale, I, I I too see it coming down to a choice. But I I think what'll happen is you know the season finale episode throughout the episode, you know Cora and Hook will be vanquished or redeemed or whatever. Our heroes will have won. The curse will be completely lifted. And then it's going to end with the characters having to choose whether to stay in the real world and go out and venture into it. Ooh, or go back to fairy like tale. That. And there'll be like two factions. You know, people who want to stay, people who want to go, and drama, drama, drama for season two. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah, I'd like to piggyback on that because I think it will at some point end up with the fairy tale characters going out of Storybrooke. That's where I would kind of mm-hmm. like to see it, see those magical fairy tale characters in New York or Boston or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be really fun. What I would like to see probably season finale, uh, Bay coming back, but maybe just a Chernobyl. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was just having fun with that one. I don't know. <laughs> I would have to think a little bit harder to find out what I want to see in the season finale in the future. Uh, so if anybody has anything else, I'll think about it a little bit more. Uh, I think uh, even uh, because of the mid-season finale, maybe uh, Prince Philip will you know, be reinvented or resuscitated, and he'll have to choose between Mulan and Aurora. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I rewatched that episode um, the other day, and when he says "I love you" at the end, right before the race kind of takes him, he's not looking at anyone in particular. That's what so, I said. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a second, um, hey, girl, man." Yeah, we, we we still need some flashbacks as to what exactly happened between those two while they were looking for Aurora. Yeah, that's true. That'd be cool. Uh, do, you, do you think? Do you think they're gonna follow? Aurora and Mulan on their adventure, or it's just going to be implied it happened, and then they're just going to show up, you know, for like in the exact time they need to show up to help do something. Or do you think we're going to get a little bit of them every episode uh, next half? I think we'll see it. Yeah, um, because uh, in order to get that Philip being revived, I think we need to earn that journey. And mm-hmm. I think it's also a good way for us to meet new characters in fairy tale land because if there were other people in the haven, then that might be a good way for them to introduce new new characters. Maybe Ariel's there, um, something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. I think it will be. I mean, I would love to see that, and I think you kind of have to do that in order to earn uh, Philip being restored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think maybe seeing them interacting away from Snow and Emma might make me like the portrayals of the characters a little more, too. I, that's been one of my big complaints this season, is I didn't think they were... I think they're performed well. I just don't think they're very strongly written. And there were a couple episodes yeah. there where one would just like pop up for like two seconds and then run off. And I just need a little more development there, I think. I'm going to agree, because if you had asked me after the first couple episodes if I wanted to know anything about Aurora or Mulan, I'd say no. But mm-hmm. by the by the mid-season finale, I was definitely like, okay, now I actually kind of care about what happens to them and mm-hmm. their journey. Especially Aurora, because she had the whole, you know, big arc with getting the heart taken. Yeah. yeah. If they come back, I think that it's going to be for more than just wrapping up that story. Like, their story will then cross with something else. Like, maybe the Wraith will come back, or maybe they'll end up going to some dark, um, wicked, evil, fiery world or something, and then someone else will be there, too, that's tied in with the rest of the story. Or it's something... Or maybe Neil is back there, too. (laughs) That's not a theory. That's not real. (laughs) But but something like that could happen. Something that just makes us go... And we wouldn't expect it, but it might be something like they'll bring back Aurora and Mulan with that purpose. 
What I want. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, what I want to see, and this was because of a comment that I just saw on on the YouTube stream. Uh, what I want to see, probably in the season finale, and this would be probably like the perfect ending to the season. Uh, Cinderella and Thomas's wedding. What's happening with that? We haven't seen them in all this season. Come on. C- Cinderella's on another show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she, yeah can she, can, she can come back. She can come back for that season finale, and, and that's it. <laughs> to get she, the wedding she's done. Ha- she's hanging out with the genie. Uh, the, only- <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, the other show. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see that, though, for, the finale, for this season, uh, where, it comes, where it goes to finale. That's what I would like to see. I think it's sort of too early to tell about the finale because I know in season one, the finale sort of started to come together for me in uh, episode 12 and 13 with, you know, true love's kiss can break any curse and all of that. So I'm sort of waiting until the second half of the season comes around before I start trying to formulate finale stuff for real, because I think that's when they start progressing towards the end. In our chat, Zachi Days uh, asked, do you think there's enough content and hinting to go to Neverland? Maybe season three? I, I think we're going to get at least peaks of Neverland this season. You know, with, with Hook coming to Storybrooke and uh, Smee already being there, it seems like, <laughs> seems like we're probably due mm-hmm. for a flashback or two to their time in Neverland. But uh, I, I, I hope s- they get to it this season. I don't know if they'll get to... I know they want to do Oz and they want to do Little Mermaid. I don't know if they'll get to those this season, but I think I think we'll get Neverland. Especially if these theories of Neil being Balefire and also being Peter Pan, which I don't, I'm not attached to that theory, but if it's right, then yeah, I think we definitely have to see some Neverland yeah. in order to connect you those dots. Definitely, yeah. You definitely exposed my bias. I was trying to support my pet theory. <laughs> uh. There probably is enough content for Neverland because we've heard of the Lost Voice. We've heard of uh, uh, Neverland. We know that Hook has been in Neverland, and Core has been to so many worlds, probably one of them being Neverland. You would never know. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I think that there could be some of it in the season, but they'll keep some more for season three. I mean, with uh, the the producers are still constantly thinking of what to do and the fact that uh, they ha- we haven't still seen Neverland is like bring it here, bring it here, come on <laughs> we need to see something <laughs> yeah. the creators have said you know, Peter Pan was the one they wanted to do, so I definitely mm-hmm. think now they have the rights, they're going to do it and I really like who said, the person who said in the chat that Ariel could be in Peter Pan, I mean, in Neverland, that, that's a great theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, yeah. because there were mermaids. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Maybe that's where the deepest, what was it, the deepest uh, ocean, the, the bottom of a bottomless ocean was where the squid ink was. Maybe yeah. that is in Neverland, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I assume Ariel will probably tie into that somehow, because that sounds like the perfect job for a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go down to the bottom and get some ink. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can't, I will. That's what Rumpel Stutzkin said. He said yeah. only a mermaid can get it or him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a mermaid. <laughs> he's going to be Ariel. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that'll be the season finale cliffhanger. Rumpel is actually a mermaid. <laughs> oh, God. I hope he's not King Triton. No, no King Triton, please. Yeah, <laughs> he's powerful I think, enough. <laughs> I think another good um, sort of season finale cliffhanger would be to see. I don't know if someone gets put back under like another sleeping spell or something, but what if True Love's kiss doesn't work? Mm. Like, what happens mm. when you can't get someone back from that? And sort of like the question, because I kind of thought that's where they were going with the mid-season finale with um, Charming being asleep and Snow running in there and kissing him. I kind of didn't want him to wake up just to see how that could play out. But then, of course, <laughs> the girl in me loved that he woke up because I'm in love with her. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't think you, I, don't, I don't think you can, um, can now backtrack from that and say, oh, it won't work because they've said forever the true love's kiss can break any curse and we've seen that between so many different people so i i kind of wouldn't want that to happen just because that would retcon so many other things that have been set up before 
What if, mean they were, it wasn't true love? <laughs> no, well, that's that's true. That's what that would mean, yeah. Look, how many times can you get away with saving the same person the same way? But I don't know. That's just me. So, like, what what if like uh, Prince Philip needs a true love's kiss and Aurora goes for it and nada, but then Aurora, uh, then Mulan goes for it and it's like Shazam. Oh, I'd hate to see that happen. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a love triangle waiting to happen. Philip's kiss worked on Aurora, so would that say that Aurora didn't really love him? I think it says that he loved Aurora, but then again, look at when um, Prince Charming had to break the spell that was on Snow White. It was only when Snow suddenly started feeling some kind of love for him that their kiss actually worked. So it did have to be mutual in some sense. Yeah, I believe that. And I agree. Many things. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, anything else? This has been an awesome conversation. Time has just flown uh, by. I wish we could uh, talk forever. <laughs> we don't have hey, that much time. <laughs> we have got to do this again. Next yes, hiatus. Yeah. We've got to do this again. I know there are yes. several other Once Upon a Time podcasters that weren't able to make it, like um, the guys from uh, DVMPE. Uh, uh, the podcast empire over there couldn't make it tonight. They had a Christmas party. I mean, come on. <laughs> Once upon a time or a Christmas party, get your priorities. <laughs> but uh, several others too, it, with this being Christmas time and I know schedules are hard, but I really appreciate that we were able to get together, do this. We've got to do this again. Next hiatus. That's what I'm saying. We've got to do this next hiatus and talk some I'm more. In. I'm in. I'm yeah. Down. Sure. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's make a pact. Everyone <laughs> Well, uh, everyone, tell us again your um, where people can find you on the web uh, and let us know uh, your web address especially. And if your podcast has a Twitter account or anything like that, any way that you want people to connect with you. Uh, Bill, let's start with you. Okay, uh, well, you can find the podcast at greetingsfromstorybrook.com or search for that on iTunes. Uh, the podcast Twitter account is GF Storybrook because Twitter won't allow very long names, <laughs> And uh, you can also follow me personally on Twitter. I'm at Bill Meeks. You can find us at othersideofthemirror.com. You can tweet us at othersideofthemirror.com. It's always me tweeting back. It's never Alex. And that's and you can find us on iTunes, of course, on after other side of the mirror. So, and you are Brie too. I am Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Brie. Uh, you can find us at the Storybrook uh, StorybrookHerald.wordpress.com. Uh, basically, uh, just to get the new episodes. You can also uh, go to iTunes and look for the Storybrook Herald. Also, there's a group page on Facebook. Uh, just look for the Storybrook Herald. It's an open group, so you can join us. Uh, give us uh, your feedback. And uh, my Twitter account is E-S-O-J-Z-E-T-I-N-M-E-B, uh, which is basically Benitez backwards. <laughs> uh, it's a little, a little tough. So go to story, uh, Uh You'll find the links for the Twitters. And I'm using that Twitter for, for once upon a, for the Storybrook Herald. All right. You can find us, Jonna and I, along with our uh, co-hosts, on AfterBuzzTV.com, Sunday nights at uh, 9 p.m. after the show. And then uh, there's also an AfterBlog. If you go to AfterBuzzTV.com and click on AfterBlog, uh, I blog about Once Upon a Time Afterwards. And you can find me on Twitter at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S, Corius. Uh, and you can find Operation Cobra Podcast at operationcobrapodcast.blogspot.com. And we're also on Twitter at op, O-P, Cobra Podcast. And um, you can also, if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Derby Kid. And I'm at afterbuzztv.com or on Twitter at afterbuzztv. And my personal Twitter is T-W-E-E-T-E-E-2-2, Tweet T-22. Um, you can find me there as well. <laughs> I'm wherever Daniel is, and that's one po- once podcast dot com. And you can follow me on Twitter 
as Jenny's Nook. That's J-E-N-N-Y-S-N-O-O-K. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis, host of onespodcast.com. And you can follow our show Twitter account at onespodcast or follow me personally at The Ramen Noodle. So for all of the other Once Upon a Time podcasters represented here and those abroad that weren't able to make it tonight, I want to thank everyone so much for watching. And please let these podcasters know that you enjoyed this. Uh, tell the other podcasters to clear their schedules, skip out on the Christmas parties, whatever, so they can participate again. And we will do this again in the future. You can watch. I'm sure all of us will tweet about it, blog about it, and anything like that. And uh, if you are listening to just the audio version of this, We'll have video versions available as well and vice versa. So you can consume that from all of us and on YouTube and all of that great stuff. So thank you everyone for watching and thank you panel for joining us. And like I like to say in our podcast, have a happy ever after. Aww. <laughs> Aww, thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>